fascinating, interesting debate show is live yeah. in the huddle. I'm making sure I go to sleep early today. I don't want to see my phone. I don't want to hear no alerts. I'm making sure I wake up fresh to see exactly what's going to go down at 12, um, after 12. It's going to be bananas to look at all the news. Um, you know, I'm always in paradise. I just hope my New York Knicks will be in paradise tomorrow. And then, you know, that's hopefully that's a good segue to go into our first topic. They have the cap space. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, they got the cap space. All right, let's see if they cash in that money in the bank that they got right now. As we all know, last night it went down. The Knicks traded Alec Burks, Nerlens Noel to the Pistons to clear cap space for the pursuit of Jalen Brunson. Like the Knicks going all in for Jalen Brunson. And Zay, I'm going to keep it with you. So I think, you know, yeah, I had a wish list. And I don't know if I made it uh, privy on air, on, on air, but I did put in a group chat multiple times throughout the offseason. I had a wish list. The first one was get Alec Burks and Nerlens Noel off my New York Knicks team. Now, there's no uh, malice towards Alec Burks. He played as hard out this entire season. He, uh, he played outside of his position. He did everything the Knicks asked him to do and did it to the highest of his capabilities. And we appreciate him for that, of course. But, you know, it was time for you to go. The vets were overtaking this team. You know, I had a little saying saying F the vets because that's what was needed to be had in order for the, um, the rookies, the young guys, to come good some minutes. When the young guys were playing throughout the season, the Knicks looked faster. They played with pace. They were making shots. They were able to penetrate the, in, the um, paint, able to open up the um, three-point line for the other guys like Quentin Grimes, IQ. So it was a lot of different things going on when you had those, that dynamic on the court. So you needed to get rid of the vets to clear the cap space. Um, now, I don't know, with the Knicks clearing this much space, I believe it's a, over, a little bit over $30 million. I believe close to 33 I don't know if we're giving him $33 million a year. Like, I'm not, I'm hit them, the Knicks just clearing cap space, $33 million doesn't mean we're giving him $33 million a year. So I got to see exactly what's going to happen. Um, you know, I, I wasn't a big fan of Jalen Brunson uh, paying him that much money. You know, I, I think he's a good basketball player. I think he had a, um, a really breakout year. A good year when he started to start on the Dallas Mavericks, when he started in the playoffs, when he was playing all those minutes. But when you're talking about a guy getting paid 25 to $30 million, I'm thinking a different talent. I'm thinking guys like Zach Levine. I'm thinking guys like Bradley Bill. Those are the echelons of the guys who are getting paid 25 $30 million, the kind of talent. I don't know if Jalen Brunson is going to make that extra leap to that kind of stardom um, when he gets starting minutes. Now, he's coming from a different um, background. I mean, he's coming from a different place as well. When we look at the Dallas Mavericks last year, they were arguably one of the top five teams in spacing on the floor. Everyone was spaced out. They had shooters all around, allowing Jalen Brunson to penetrate the interior, allowing him to make his moves, to shoot middies, to sh do whatever he wants. He's going to a Knicks situation where we have one of the worst spacings in the league, where it's, it's really tough to get a shot off because they play 2-3 defense. We can't really penetrate the defense. We can't really attack them in the perimeter because the shooters weren't as reliable as they once were a couple seasons before prior. Um, Jalen Brunson being on his team, and if he is on the Knicks, it's going to be interesting to see how he plays in the rest because he's going to have to really shot create to get his own shot because the paint is not going to be open and the perimeter shot is definitely not going to be open because the guys are looking to drive more than they are to shoot the ball. So I have to see what's going to happen when um, Jalen Brunson becomes a New York Knick, if he does. Zach, talk to me. Yeah, dude. So a lot to say about this. Good uh, points there by Zay. But I'll start off by saying this. I think Jalen Brunson is a winning basketball player. And I do think when you look at his career, 
two national championships at Villanova, was a second round pick in the NBA, worked very hard for the big money he's about to make. Also, what really impressed me about him is in these past playoffs, the Mavericks were without Luka Doncic in that opening series against the Jazz. They lose game one at home. And in games two and three, Brunson went off and he delivered for the Mavs. He was a big reason why they were able to beat Utah in that playoff series. I believe he dropped 35 in game two in Dallas when the Mavericks needed that the most. And I will say this, the Knicks giving him $110 million, if that's the only move they're making, I don't love it. I really like Jalen Brunson as a player. I think he's a winner, but I don't think he's like the missing piece to some uh, big uh, run this team is going to go on if he's the only move. Now, I'll say this also. The night of the draft, I'm sure like you guys, I was a little disappointed that the Knicks just didn't come away with anything. They just uh, uh, shifted some picks around and they opened up some cap. And I'm starting to think that maybe there is another move besides Jalen Brunson that this front office has up their sleeves because they're clearing up a lot of space. And I do think if you just add Jalen Brunson and you look at the team right now, like it's still going to be Evan Fournier starting at the two. It's still going to be Julius Randle starting at the four. Like uh, they, it's like looking likely they're going to resign Mitchell Robinson, which is a fine move. But still, like I don't know if that's starting five of Brunson, Fournier, RJ Barrett, Julius Randle, and Mitchell Robinson. I don't think you're necessarily winning anything with that. So if you're the Knicks, I think it would be smart to consider adding a Zach Levine adding a Bradley Beal, or even forcing, making the Utah Jazz say no for a big deal for Donovan Mitchell. Because if you just add Jalen Brunson, like, I don't really know what the purpose of that. On draft night, I came away asking myself, what is the Knicks' plan if they're just not going to take any players and collect all these future picks and clearing up all this cap space? It couldn't just be, oh, we're just getting Jalen Brunson, and that's all we're doing. Like, there has to be another move coming if this front office is serious about winning and if that's their plan, I'll respect it for going all in. I mean, look, I'm not ecstatic about giving this guy four years, $110 million. I'm really not ecstatic about that. But I do know that we need a point guard and his presence improves our team. By how much? I guess we have to see everything transpire for us to find out how much he improves our team. But look, you know, when you look at Jalen Brunson, he's a good two-way guard. He obviously could facilitate offense. He could penetrate the paint obviously will be an upgrade at our spot. And when you think about him, he's actually entering his prime, which is something that I can't say about the Knicks when they chose to overpay guys. We remember the Amari Stoudemire's when we gave him like $84 million. We remember guys that were literally coming off of torn ACLs and gosh, just out of their primes, we gave them big money. And obviously they was already out the door. They was already finished goods. Now we're getting a guy in his prime, which is something where I'm just like, all right, Maybe that could actually hold me down and calm me down a little bit, knowing that this guy is scratching the surface of his prime and that could go well for New York. When you think about this decade at the point guard position, who was our point guards this decade? The only two guys that I see here is Raymond Felton, okay? And um, obviously, he Elway exceeded expectations, okay? And obviously, Derrick Rose in 2016, who was actually coming off of those injuries and was a shell of himself even though I believe he averaged about 15 points per game. I don't know why we let him go then. But, you know, that was neither here or there. Those were our only two point guards that I thought was of substance. So now we don't have to worry about that for the next four years, the next four seasons. So, um, yeah, I mean, look at Jalen Brunson's numbers. Let's go back to the first round of the NBA playoffs when he played Donovan Mitchell, a guy who potentially could be that second guy that Zach is talking about right now. When you look at the numbers, Brunson averaged 27.8 points per game, 4.8 rebounds, 4.2 assists. 
Mitchell averaged less, 25 points per game, 4.3 rebounds, and 5.7 assists. So they was around the same ballpark, and I will argue Jalen Brunson had the better series than Donovan Mitchell. So, um, you know, look, like I said, I'm not aesthetic about giving him that money, but he improves our team. And like Zach said, and like Zay told me off air, we could be making a power move to add somebody alongside him. Maybe DeJounte Murray would be a guy that we can add. Why not? Why the hell not? I mean, we got the draft picks. If they are over here talking with um the Hawks and the Hawks got an enticing deal, we got a more enticing deal with the Hawks considering that we traded back and we got three first-round picks in next year's draft. We need to make that move. We didn't have a point guard for this whole decade pretty much. Now we can have two guys that are more than capable of getting the job done for the New York Knicks. Listen, there's a lot more questions than there is answers, but we can start to answer some of those questions one by one, piece by piece. That's my first lap. I'll say this. If the Knicks are serious about winning and going far this year, I think a big three with two members of uh, Jalen Brunson and RJ Barrett, that's a really good start. But you need one more guy. Zay said he had a checklist. Here's my checklist. We got to get rid of Evan Fournier and hopefully get rid of Julius Randle. The question is, what is Julius Randle's value around the league? It's crazy because I'll give you another Donovan Mitchell stat. Donovan Mitchell has never been first team of uh, all NBA. No first team, no second team, no third team. Julius Randle has. Second team, a matter of fact. And I know the contract is not looking great right now, but I'm just curious, like, what his value is around the league. Like, I do think if we could uh, trade him and then maybe add one more piece like that, I don't know how great of a team that is, but that would be a 50-win team, in my opinion, hopefully close to that, if you could just add a Bradley Beal or one more really good player. And uh, I don't think this team is that far away uh, if Brunson is just part of the equation. I think real quick, it is about um, you know Julius Randle. I think when we looked at part, we looked at what happened, what went wrong last season. Julius Randle was a big centerpiece of what went wrong last season. It was it wasn't just him. A lot of things went wrong last year, but Julius Randle was one one amongst one of the big things that went wrong. If we look at this season and we get a, a Jalen Brunson, let's say we get another guy. Let's say we do get Dejounte Murray, right? Let's say um, is our, our starting lineup will be Brunson, Murray, RJ, Randle, and Mitchell Robinson. When you look at how that lineup goes and runs, it's going to be primarily focused on what Julius Randle is able to give us on a nightly basis, even with DeJounte Murray and Jalen Brunson on the floor because Julius Randle is such a big dominant force on the court. He needs the ball. There's no way that he's moving without the ball on the floor. So when you look at him, we have to see that same production that we've seen when the Knicks went to the playoffs. When he, We need that similar production. That's the only way this Knicks team runs unless you get rid of him immediately. You can't have a lineup with a, a, a point guard or even any point guard. It, it, let's say it wasn't Brunson. Like any point guard you could you can name in the league, it doesn't work if J Julius Randle is not producing the way he was. He needs to be efficient, not just giving us 20 points a game and saying, I'm giving you 20. What else do you want from me? We need you to play on defense. We need you to play on both sides of the floor. We need you not to be taking step back um, jumpers on point guards. You got to be able to dominate on a, on a, on a facet where teams are looking to close out on you. Teams can't just play you one on one. I say all that to say, Jalen Brunson. When you looked at what he had in Dallas, you know he was playing sidekick to um, Luka Doncic. When he, Luka Doncic wasn't there, it was him and Spencer Dinwiddie able to dominate and able to do what they wanted to do because the floor was spaced all the time. They had lineups where it was Kleber, Bertans, uh, Reggie Bullock. Uh, uh, Dinwiddie and Brunson all on the floor at the same time. You can't just leave one person on the floor and just try to close out on Brunson or leave another and leave Brunson open. Everyone's capable of shooting. I have to see if the Knicks are going to be able 
to have that same kind of continuity on offense where you're able to have someone um, open at all times because the teams are closing out on the Knicks on every possession. They're closing out the paint. They're making sure the paint is clogged so you can't just go in there and get what you want. You have to make your perimeter shots. I have to see how the Knicks are going to do that, adding Brunson to the team and adding other guys because, like I said before, I do not believe that this is the end. I don't believe Brunson is the marquee free agent signing. It better not be. <laughs> I, I just can't see it. I don't see how that works. It, it better not be because then now this moves become even more like, what the hell are you doing? Like, I could understand if you use, if you overpay Jalen Brunson, but is using him to flex something else. Now, this deal is like, all right, it may not be as bad as everybody's picking it out to be because you flexed him for more assets. But if you don't get nothing else, because clearly you need floor spaces. That's when, when the plank gets clogged up, that's when you have your floor spaces, the guys that can shoot threes. And that's something that we desperately need too as well. I don't want to go here, but it reminds me of the Jaguars overpaying for Christian Kirk in a way. Like give, giving him that money, even though Christian Kirk, you can argue, is a solid wide receiver. Is Jalen Brunson better, you know what I'm saying, than Christian Kirk? Obviously two different sports, but if you know what I mean. Right. And they respect their sports. Is he better? Is he a guy that can elevate our team? If y'all worried about everything else, which I should be worried about, how are we going to patch up this team? Then why are we giving him that money if other guys are not coming in with him? My last point on this topic, and I pass it to Zach or anybody who wants a final lap. I would say this. I still got to give Jalen Brunson some credit, though, because right now, right, he's in a win now situation. With Dallas, he could easily say, I take, you know, same amount of money, right? Maybe a little less, stay with the team and be second fiddle where I'm comfortable, still get my reps in, right? Even though his reps is going to be shorter with Luka Doncic because he's ball dominant, but I can compete for a championship and I've got to deal with that media of New York. Most guys, they shy away from the moment. They shy away from um New York and not want to go to New York and playing under that pressure. If he's going to take that back and willing to, you know, trusting himself that he can deal with the pressure and he has the right mentality, which I do believe he has. And that's impressive. And I like what I see from that retrospect. Let's see how it transpires on the court, boring that he does come to New York. Losha Damas. I'll say this. I think he is better than Christian Kirk when you are comparing them. I mean, look, I saw him in that playoff series, man, and you, you brought the numbers. I, I was really impressed watching that series. Dallas was known as this team. It's Luca and a bunch of nobodies, like no one else. And this kid rose to the occasion when his team needed it the most. And watching him in college, he won two national championships at Villanova, was a big contributor to both of those teams, winning the wooden award his senior year, like or his junior year, I should say. He's a legit player. And I do think like it was a contract that, yeah, it might be a little bit of an overpay, but there are plenty of worse guys you could give that money to because I'm confident that he won't change his work ethic. He won't change his winning attitude. And maybe that's the kind of guy this Knicks franchise needs. Once again, though, if there's another big move coming, I think one move away and we're really talking. One more thing. I think where Zay is trying to get at, maybe I'm wrong here, Zay, you can correct me if I'm wrong, is that guys, you know, when they're in the right situation where there's not much to require from them, but to tag along, they perform good, some guys. And when now they have to be the guy on another team, they look a little bit different. They don't look like that same dude. Am I right, Zay? Is that where the concern is? And then, you know, the team that the, the Mavs had with the floor spaces that they do have compared to what we have here, which is not guys that can shoot well. Correct. Um, real quick, I just want your reactions to this. Um, it's a bomb. It's definitely a trade report. Uh, breaking news. 
the San Antonio Spurs are trading DeJounte Murray to the Atlanta Hawks for Danilo Gallinari, three first-round picks, and a draft swap. And DeJounte um, Murray. And DeJounte Murray. Damn it! Damn it! Damn I was going to say this. It's a shame because as soon as Will mentioned DeJounte Murray, I was going to say, wow, the Spurs, I'm calling it right now, they, they will have the number one pick in the draft next year. They are going full tank mode, letting Lonnie Walker go. There's no other reason for them to be trading DeJounte Murray, and I think they want this Victor Wembanyama, the 7-3 uh, robot uh, from overseas. I think he could be legit. And, uh, yeah, there's no other reason why the Spurs would do this. And uh, good for the Hawks for keeping John Collins, too. We'll see uh, where, he, where he, his future holds. Listen, my, my heart just um literally just zapped. I, I was feeling good because I wanted DeJounte Murray. Now, what does that mean for the Knicks? Is it Donovan Mitchell? Um, hey, listen, I think Donovan Mitchell is still one foot out the door in Utah, especially with everything that's going on with the, the coach and things. But it's going to be interesting. Like I said, they opened up $33 million in cap space. I have to see what's going to happen Thursday because uh, right now, DeJounte Murray, for me, I would have had per- preferably – had the Knicks go after DeJounte Murray over Jalen Brunson. But the Jalen Brunson, like I said, he has too many ties to New York Knicks. Leon Rose's son being his representative, his father being one of the assistant coaches on the team. He's from New Jersey. <laughs> it's like it's, it's it, it, everything pulled in line with DeJount, Jalen Brunson being the guy for the Knicks. But, um, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and be super disappointed because when you compare the numbers, when you look at everything that Jalen Brunson does and DeJounte Murray does, it's not too far of a gap. I just prefer a defensive-minded point guard from San Antonio. But Jalen Brunson is, like I said, like Zach said earlier, he's a winner. He's a proven winner. He knows how to win basketball games. And it's not too far of a, of a leap. So if you're able to keep some of your assets to get a guy like Jalen Brunson, um, hey, it's it sucks. Look, but, you know, may, maybe we, get, we go after somebody else. I mean, look, good move from the Hawks to get a guy like DeJounte Murray because I'm not going to lie, the Hawks was one team that I thought they had the biggest, they had to do something this offseason more than any other team in the NBA. You could argue the Lakers trying to get rid of Russ, but I thought the Hawks was because they had a crossroads, right? They made the Eastern Conference Finals a year before this past season, and then they get bounced in the first round. And now it's like all these rumors with John Collins, they had to make a move to enhance their roster. And the fact that they was able to pull this off without even letting John Collins go in the deal, I think it's a steal. The real Lil, they in a good position right now to try to keep afloat instead of going back, which is something that the Knicks did last year. Do we think the Spurs are tanking? Like, that's got to be the reason why they're making this move, right? 100% tanking. I'm just so interested in seeing what the heck the Spurs are doing because they've been drafting guards every year in the draft. Like, every year has been a new guard going to San Antonio. So I want to see what the heck is going on over here because I understand they're trying to, guess, find the perfect guy to fit the, the um the scheme in san antonio but it's just i just don't know what's really going on like, like next year i know the uh you said when by i forgot how to pronounce the last name when banyama yeah when banyama. so yeah. he's gonna be the next guy but let's see how that's gonna work in san antonio because we don't know and all i know is that tonight i'm gonna be bumping by molly everything is gonna be all right you know thinking about my new york knickerbockers hopefully we'll make some moves this coming free agency ladies and gentlemen i know y'all not getting tired of watching in the huddle over and over again so like and subscribe to the channel and receive these new notifications of new uploaded content that will be coming your way ladies and gentlemen enjoy the rest of your day i'm out peace